say, oh, this is past the tiny little affectionate on this past your tan. I have a lot of things going on this week and it's going to start getting a little bit more hectic uh, with school coming up. But, 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 but I'm going to say it like I mean it. God is still good. Amen. And even though we have hectic lives, giving a little bit of time to kind of relax and enjoy, I'm thankful and grateful that God has given us one more day above ground, one more day to appreciate our families, our lives, our way of life. I am truly, truly thankful. Now, I'm going to say this is that I know that, you know, this is going to be all of a sudden um, God's vengeance and goodness part two. And also at the same exact time, I looked it up on how goodness is and this uh favor with the person or associated with good things in their lives. And I was like, man, this is really juicy. But I wanted to go back into the word of God with Nahum. And it's the first chapter. And we're going back into the uh, first chapter, 12 verse. And it says, thus says the Lord, though they be quiet and likewise many, yet this shall they be cut down when he shall pass through. Though I have afflicted thee, I will afflict thee no more. Let me say that one time for the people in the back. And we're coming from Nahum, the first chapter, 12th verse in the King James Version. Thus says the Lord, though they be quiet and likewise many, yet thus shall they be cut down when he shall pass through. Though I have afflicted thee, I will afflict thee no more. Now, it was like even the ones that were quiet, that doesn't seem like they were agreeing with the people in their minds and in their hearts and having the same like-minded manners, then God is going to cut them down. And I was thinking about how you can be, you know, acquitted to, um, to discharge uh, completely as from accusations or obligations, but, 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 and I liked how God was sitting there and saying, even the ones that were not giving their, you know, names or yays, yes or no's in verbal, you know, uh, acknowledgement, he still was going to be able to take care of them because he knew their mindset. And I like how we can, especially in clinical psychology, some people have the nonverbal as well as the verbal cues that is telling you, acknowledging like a nod head or, you know, they fold their arms a certain way or they, uh, when someone, you're talking to someone and you're interacting with them, usually your uh, feet are planted towards the person that you're talking to and engaging in because you want to hear their conversations. You want to hear the interaction or, or what they're trying to convey to the person. So I was like, man, God. So even though people sit there and they're not verbally telling you exactly what's going on, God knows their heart and their mind. So to me, it was like, that's profound that 
you know, people can sit there and knowingly don't agree with you or knowingly go along with the whole entire process of what's going on, God's still going to cut them down. He's still going to get with them. So I thought that was a huge uh, response as to how we as a people need to understand that even though you did not verbally agree to it, but your mind and your heart posture was more in agreement with it without it being verbal, you're still going to get it. You, you, that's just going to, that's what's happening. And then verse 13, for now will I break his yoke from off ye, and I will burst thy bonds in sunder. And these were some of the blessings that God was talking about, is that God will be able to break the yoke, which is how they have that kind of tendency, that that tension on you. And when he was talking about how the, the children of Israel was going through with the uh, people that were pretty much from uh, from their country, which was Assyria, which is also the capital was uh, Nineveh, it became so much uh, a, a conflict because people wanted to serve another God. And God is trying to tell them the ones that have been faithful, you know, the ones that he knows that's been doing what God says do. He wants to be able to break off that bondage, that that turmoil around them so that they can be able to become free. And that's part of God's blessings. Amen. And then at the same exact time, I wanted to put this in here because me and my husband were having a conversation and I, I thought it was profound how sometimes God would move you out of a situation to keep you from getting involved to keep your character intact. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. What do you mean, pastor? God will take you out of situations that would cause your character, the way that you posture yourself in God to become unraveled just because a situation happened and people think, oh, you're not the responsible one. You're the cause of all of this or that. And then God sits there. He tells you this is going on. That is going on. And to be able to realize is that they just want somebody to be able to blame. And it's not going to be you because I've already taken care of you. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. And I said, well, God has been able to take me out of a lot of different situations where my name would come up. And at the same exact time, he will take me out of that situation in order for me to be pretty much to recuperate from what's going on. And if I have any any problems or health problems or anything like that, or either financial woes or, you know, medical roles or just health wise, he would take me out of those situations and help repair me and, and replace a lot of different things in me and also help me to remind myself whom I am and whom I belong to. And then at the same exact time, he would sit there and start really going off and telling myself or me and my my whole entire thought process that this is not right. This is not what I need for you to be at this moment because your character, your way of life is so much 
so much better for you in order for me just to be able to take you out of the situation in order for me to rectify in order for me to show them who you are and i love how god does that and i was like okay so then on verse 14 and the lord has given a commandment concerning thee that no more of thy name be sown. What do you mean? Wait, wait, hold up, pastor. Listen, listen, let's just go through it. Out of the house of thy gods will I cut off the graven images and the molten images. I will make thy grave for thou art vile. Lord, this is one of the vengeances that God is trying to tell you. And the let's go back. And the Lord have given a commandment concern of thee that no more of thy name be sown out of the house of thine gods. This is small G, not not big G. Will I cut off the graven images and the molten images, and I will make thine grave, for thou art vile. Do you understand that God was dealing with the people of Nineveh with the Assyrians, but the capital was Nineveh. And he was telling the prophet Nahum specifically how he was going to deal with them. And I'm like, do you understand that even though you may not see it, and I wanted to say this too, you may not see it in, or, or be able to witness it, but God has a way of being able to have the people that are not doing well for you, not speaking well of you, and he will cause them because vengeance is his, not yours. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. So you need to be able to forgive that person and keep pushing. But also the same is at time. Every time that God does his vengeance is because of the magnitude and how he loves you so much that he wants the best for you. And he has to sometimes move you out of the situation in order for him to come in and do his way and do what he needs to do with the person and deal with the person. Because he was the one that created them, not you. And also the same as at time, do you understand that things happen for a reason in order for you to realize that people are starting to realize and understand that everybody isn't saying who they are is the same person who they're supposed to be. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Do you understand that my, my trust level of a person may not be the same level as yours is, but at the same exact time, once that trust level has been um, tampered with or, or, or uh, forsaken, do you understand? And it's just like how the uh, Ninevites had a, a made, you know, a oath or a promise with God. They were with turned their their backs towards their their smaller gods, the smaller G's, and serve God. He will preserve them. He would protect them. But if they did not do what God says, do just as prophet Nahum has said, and I feel as though, you know, God is the same way is that you don't keep what he said, then he's going to sit there and he's going to, he, he's going to cut you off. He, he, he's going to sit there and that's his right. He has his right because his right is just. 
And because he's giving them warning after warning, especially with the prophet uh, Jonah first, and then decades later, they, they just flip-flop and went back their own way. It didn't change. God's, God's word didn't change towards them, but their attitude and the way that they perceived or responded to the way that God was, it, it changed. You went back to your little G's when you know who the real God is. And that to me, that's for volumes to me. It's like when Israel kept going back and forth, I mean, the Old Testament, I mean, going to little G's and all these Baal and all of these different demigods and all these different stuff. You go through that and then you already, you already been known God. I mean, that was the person that you've known, not person, but God himself, the spiritual higher being you've known for years. But yet and still, you still want to go back to all of these different gods because little G's in order for you to maintain what you wanted to do. And God is telling you that is absolutely not right. And I'm talking about the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac. I'm talking about the one that's the great I am, El Shaddai, Elohim. I'm talking about the Alpha and the Omega. I'm talking about the only one, true God. And you have been with him from the, I mean, from the beginning. And then you turn your back against God. No, he said, you're filed. And this is going for the people that was the Ninevites and Assyria. This is something that they need to understand that God didn't change their mind. You changed your own mind. Now it's coming back on. And that's the vengeance part. Now I'm going to say it like I mean it is that. The 15th verse, behold, upon the mountains, the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publish peace. O Judah, keep thy solemn feast, perform thy vows, for the wicked shall no more pass through thee. He is utterly cut off. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Behold, upon the mountains, the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publish peace. O Judah, keep thy solemn feasts, perform thy vows, for the wicked shall no more pass through thee. He is utterly cut off. Do you understand that because of who God is, keep what you have with God, keep the feasting and keep your vows, which are the intimate relationships between a man and a woman. That's how we should be with God. I mean, it to me is so intimate how many times that God tells me, hey, I miss my time with you and I have to sit there and I have to start waking up more or, or getting up, you know, earlier in the day or later on at night and starting to start my relationship back with God, having time to spend time in his word, having time to spend time in prayer with him, having time just to talk to him and let him know what is going on and how I'm feeling. And I mean, it's just the things that we take for granted, like knowing him, seeing him, like not just a physical scene, but I'm saying interacting with him, having the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, being able to start responding when you, when you hear from God. I mean, just the way that you and him, you and God talk to each other. It it becomes so, so crucial in this time. 
it is so much mess going on in the world. And I mean, it's just stuff that you never thought would come up. And now you're starting to see the days of Noah where it's getting wickeder and wickeder. And you're starting to see where people are starting to start having more vengeance, having more um, things coming up that they've done. I mean, you know, people are sitting up here and going after your, their own perverse ways, their own gods, their, their own ways of life and forsaking what is just and what is godly and what is of God. And you're starting to see that more and more. And that's why I say God's vengeance is huge. You can pray for somebody, but when God sits there and tells you, take your hands off, uh, no, no more praying for them because they have turned themselves over to reprobated minds. We have to listen. We have to be able to do what God says do. Now, I'm going to say this also, too, is that as well as God's vengeance, there is God's blessings. And I'm grateful and thankful that I was able to witness those this week and also being able just to see a whole lot more of who God is. Amen. Now. I don't know about you, but I've been to, you know, a couple of beaches that I really did like. And I was grateful just to see that the wind and the smelling of the sea and seeing how the tide comes in and being able just to be there and experience some of the things that I have yet to be able to experience in a while. And I was doing it with my children, my husband, and also, you know, our, our, me, our, our, our dog. And it, it kind of made me feel as though like just a little bit more tranquil, a little bit more peace and calm throughout a lot of different things that I've been experiencing lately. So to me, I just was grateful just to put my feet in the sand and be able to have the waves coming in. At first, they were calm and peaceful, and then they start getting a little bit more rockier and rockier as, uh, you know, a little bit harder or harsh as the waves were coming in and you start feeling like the heat was from the sand, but then you get to a certain point in the sea or the ocean rather, where it becomes a little bit more cooler. And I was like, that's how God's blessing is for us. Sometimes we have to go through in order for us to be able to receive the blessings of God. And then at the same exact time too, we need to be grateful and appreciative when we do get those times in our lives where we do have the blessings of God. Now, I wanted to go to Psalms 20 and uh, 20th chapter and the fourth verse. And it says, I'll go to the third verse. Remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt offering, Selah. Fourth verse, grant thee according to thy own heart and fulfill all thine counsel. Verse five, we will rejoice in thy salvation. In the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfills all his petitions. Verse six, now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Verse six, now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Do you understand that God 
Let me go down a little bit more. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Some trust in chariots, oh my God, and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Come on now. Y'all don't understand that. Let me... That that speaks volumes. Verse eight, they are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Verse nine, save Lord. Let the king hear us when we call. Lord bless. I'm just saying, y'all don't understand. Some people trust in material things or, or people or situations or their education or how they're able to be established or the financial, uh, you know, benefits. I mean, they trust in so much, but I, I don't know about you, but I trust in God. I trust who God is. I trust in his name. I trust in his son. And I trust in the Holy spirit or the Holy ghost and what they put in me and impartate into me in order for me to live and have my being and have my, have my whole entire life trusting in the name of the Lord. Y'all don't understand. That's huge. It's not about people. It's not about, you know, what you have and who you are and whom you are. No, it's whom you are belong to, which is God, who you belong to, which is God and, and how you're able to sit there and be saved and know who God is because you've been able to be changed. Y'all don't understand hmm, how much that is important to us. Amen. Psalms 34 and seven. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth him. Verse eight. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man that trusts in him. Verse nine. Oh, fear the Lord, ye, ye his saints. For there is no want in them that fear him. Let me say that one. Ooh, let me go back. Let me go back. It says, verse 7, we're in Psalms 34, uh, 7 uh, verse, and also King James Version. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Verse 9, oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. For there is no want in them that fear him. Y'all don't hear me, though. That's the blessings of God. It says it that the angel of the Lord encampeth. That means surrounds them, round about them that fear him and deliver them. Do you understand that there is an insurance policy that you have that is life changing? And the insurance policy, thank you, Holy Spirit, is that you have life and life more abundantly. Y'all don't understand because you put God into the whole entire spectrum. I'm talking about the big one, not the little ones that you've been able to sit there and sign over a life contract with him and life eternity. Cause when you finish this life, you can be able to go and go into God's kingdom. That's guaranteed because you've been able to sit there and say, you know what? I'm giving up what I used to be. And I want to go with you, God. I want to give up the sins and confess that I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And I, I've been, you know, fornicating. I've been backbiting. I've been all this other stuff, but being and a liar and a manipulator, cheater, all that, whatever you've been. And then you sit there and you do Romans 10 and 9 and 
excuse me, 10th chapter, 9th and 10th verse. And then you confess your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that he saved you. Your sins are forgiven. And, and you ask for that. And then you sit there and God's like, look, I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's a blessing. That's a, that's a bona fide blessing that you have. Life guarantee. Do you understand that we have an insurance policy that is heavenly and not just is eternally, not just for this world, but for the next? And I, I man, y'all don't understand how, how vital that is. That's God's blessing into us. That's God's anointing into us. Amen. Now, <laughs> I mean, you got to understand it. It. Some people don't get, can't grasp that because so many people think that this world and, and that sitting, you pass away and that's no, you, your, your soul has to find a place to stay, has to be able to find some place that you have to go after this. It's not something that you just sit there and you live this life and then that's it. No, you have it either heaven or hell. That's it. You don't have anything in between. You don't have a stopping point. You don't, you don't have any other place to go. It's either heaven or hell. Now it says it in the word of God and Joshua choose ye this day whom you will serve. And then later on going down, it says for me and my house. And I love that we shall serve the Lord. And that's what we do. And you know what? It also says in Ephesians one and three. And I love this. Blessed be God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. Let me say that one more time. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Let me go to verse four. According to, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Let me say it one more time. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Y'all don't understand that. Do, do you understand that God, when he formed us, we were holy. We Before the foundation of the world had formed, do you understand that God had called us good? It, it, he was calling us Adam was good. Eve was good until sin came in. So now we have another, we have a second Adam that came in the New Testament, which was Jesus came through 42 generations in order for us to be able to have a relationship with God and his father, and then be able to give us back to where we need to be at so we can get into heaven. So we can be able to have a relationship with God. So we can be able to have communion with him, to be able to speak to him, be able to pray with him. I mean, just talk to him, be able to have that relationship that Adam had when he first was able to be on the earth. Y'all don't hear me though. See, that's the thing is that God wants to have an intimate relationship with us just like we want to have a relationship with him. Do you understand that the relationship that you have, even if you have with friends or your spouse or, or, or your children 
or even to a point where your parents, you have that intimate relationship with them because you've known them for a while. You know their, you know, dislikes and likes and you know how they are. Do you understand? God wants us to be the same way. Just like Enoch had the same relationship with God. He wants the same thing with us. He wants to sit there and talk to us. He doesn't want us on the phone all the time. He doesn't want us on the TV all the time. He doesn't want us just, you know, doing things, school, education, all this other and taking care of, yes, he wants us to take care of ourselves, but also at the same exact time, he wants us to have communion with him first before you go everywhere. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. And yes, I don't do that all the time either. And I'm telling you, it, it bothers me. It bothers me because do you understand that I miss my time with him just like he misses his time with me? And then at the same exact time, oh, wait a minute, pastor, you know, that's too deep. No, it is deep, but I'm just tight, but right. But I'm telling you, we, we as humans, we get so busy and caught up with everything else, but we don't get to sit down and just cut everything off and say, you know what, God, I'm sorry. How was your day? And I mean, do you understand? That's a lot. I mean, God does a whole lot. Do you see how big and huge this earth is? But he still knows you by name. He still calls out to you. He still wants to have fellowship and communion with you. He still wants to be able to say, that's my child. That's that's the good one. That's the one that's been keeping it real. That's the one that I'm thankful and grateful for. That's the one that he can sit there and say, angels, go and take care of them for my sake, because I know they're doing right. Do you understand? That's the one that Jesus sit there and say, you know what? That will go ahead. I'm just in the cloud of witnesses in Hebrews. I'm talking about that you have so many cloud of witnesses that's going to be able to sit there and say, keep going. Don't stop. Don't, don't go into that. Don't, don't seem like that. Don't talk like that. Keep going. Do you understand? Don't sit there and just stop what you're doing. No, pray. Do what God says do and I, and that's the cloud of witnesses. And we have it so we in a win-win situation. You have eternal life. Then you have the angels that's going to be able to help take care of you. And then you have God that's willing to take care of you and fellowship with you. And then you got Jesus that's able to cover you with the blood and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost being able to help you and let you know that that was wrong or that was right. And you're on the right road. You're on the See, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. Pass it out. But see, that's the thing. It's a lot. But at the same exact time, that's what we need. We need somebody to maintain us. We need somebody to be able to tell us the truth when it when it hurts. We need somebody to sit there and say, you know what, you're right. And I can go ahead and take myself. And you know what? I can I can sit there and say, okay you know what? I'm going to change the way I'm doing it. I can sit there and I can say this and I can say that. And I, and I have to sometimes sit there and I, and I, and I have to change my attitude, the way I talk about myself and the way that my life is. And I have to sit there and I have to change my mindset and say, no, this is going to happen. You know, God is going to do it. And then sometimes, you know, God brings people into your life to encourage you also, not just for a lot, not just for a moment, but for a lifetime in order for you to get to where you need to be. Y'all don't understand. You got progress. You can't hold what you're doing because you got people waiting on you in order for you to knock those doors down with them. You're able to help them the way that God helps you. Let me say that one more time for people. You are not saved for yourself. 
You're saved to do what God says do in order for the kingdom to keep going. You're not here for yourself. You're here to do what God says do so you can go home. So I'm telling you for me, it's not always easy, but guess what? Keep going. Keep being in, encouraged. Keep fighting the fight. Keep, what do you mean what's the fight? You know what? You're fighting yourself from all of this laziness. Let me tell you that one more time for people that. All of the laziness, all of the doubt, all of the guilt, all of the pain and the shame you've been through, all of the criticalness, all of the hurt and people sitting up here saying this and that about you, all of the isms and schisms and all this mess. You are in the thick of it and you got to keep going. You got to keep sitting up here and canceling your flesh. And I'm talking about killing it, which is figuratively not uh, naturally, but figuratively, you're killing yourself every day. What you used to be, what you used to call yourself, what you used to do, your your bad habits. That's what you're sitting up here doing. And then at the same as that time, you're killing that mindset that oh, I can't do this. No, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do it all. And that was the Philippians four and thirteen, Amen. And numbers, we're gonna go into the Old Testament too, so that we can be able to get the well-roundedness of what God was saying, Amen. And this is all blessings. So stop sitting up here and saying, you know, well, you know, and and sometimes I have to get out of my own head. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Sometimes I have a little bit, and sometimes I have doubt, and I will sit there and I will say, well, God, I. this is new and this is that and this, this and this. And then God will sit there and have my husband or my children say, uh-uh, mama, you got this. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? No, no, no. Just because something changed, it doesn't mean that God has changed his plans against you. Come on now. Come on. That does not mean that you cannot be successful. That does not mean that God has not been able to give you a whole lot of positions and a whole lot of authority over things. And then at the same exact time, you still go through it. Y'all don't hear me though. See, that's the thing is that sometimes I got to pull myself up out of my own self of self-doubt. And then I have to sit there and tell myself, no, I've shifted. That is not the way that I'm supposed to be. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I don't feel beautiful. But then God said, no, you are wonderfully and beautifully made. Do you understand what I just said? And I said, okay. And then he reinforced it with my husband and my children. Y'all don't understand. That's the blessings of God. And you sit there and you think about it. Y'all marinated it. Sit back and think about what God has done for you. I don't know about you. And it may not, this may not always be for you. But I'm telling you, for me, I had encouraged myself on this week. I got a lot going on. But do you understand that God is still on the throne? Amen. And then I have, let's go into number six. And it's the 26th chapter. Uh, and also the 24th verse. And I was like, and if you hear paper uh, rustling, it's because I am going into my word. I like when I can be able to feel the word of God and I'm flipping through the pages. And I love the King James Version because this gives me a whole lot more of what I need. And I can be able to access what God has given me. Amen. Now, number six, chapter. 24th, the 26th verse, 24th verse, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. 25th verse, the Lord maketh his face shine upon thee and be glorious unto, unto thee. 
26, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. All right, let me let me say that one more time for people in the back. God says on the 24th verse, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. 25th verse, the Lord maketh his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The 26th verse, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. 27, and they shall put thy name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. It says in Numbers, the sixth chapter, 24, 24th verse, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. Come on now. 25th verse, the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Oh, Lord, I thank you. 26th verse, the Lord lifted up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Do you understand? The Lord was speaking unto Moses and spake unto Aaron. This is 20, I'm going from the 20, 22nd verse. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, 23rd verse, speak unto Aaron and to his, and to his son saying, on this wise ye, excuse me. On this wise, ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, Do you understand that God had blessings and cursings, but he wanted to be able to tell the people, us, because we've been adopted into his priestlyhood. Oh, my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. 25th verse, the Lord make of his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. 26th verse, the Lord lifted up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Y'all, I don't know about nobody else, but I'm telling you, that hit me because sometimes we go through so much and we take the blows and we take the hits, but then God said you need to have peace in the storm. You need to have comfort. I need to have my countenance, which he sits on me every day because he's able. Jesus, exceedingly abundantly, all that we can feel and measure. That's who God is. And I I may not always get it right, God. And I thank you so much for your mercy. And I thank you so much for your grace. When I say I'm sorry, he's able to give it to me. He's able to, to, to sit there and have conversations with me. Y'all don't understand. That's something that you, that's so rare to have God to bless you. To have his face, his countenance to shine upon you. And be gracious unto and the Lord maketh his face to shine upon thee, and be gracious unto to have his face, excuse me, shine upon thee. But uh uh, y'all don't understand. That's God. That's 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 God. And no one else can be able to say that like that. That's God. Now I can give you so many examples, and I wrote them down. Jo- I mean, Jonah was given opportunities, I mean, to repent. Several times. I mean, even when he went to Joppa and uh, he was able to, you know, try to be able to have where his blood was going to be on the hands of the man that had him thrown over the over the boat. But God spared his life and had him to be swallowed up by a fish. 
And then after he being in the fish for three days and three, oh my God, he was able to ask, you know, tell God if I'm going to, you know, I will do what you say do as long as you can get me out of here. I mean, he's God spared his life. And then for him to sit there, you know, and do what he did, that's several times Jonah had so much grace and mercy on his life. And then at the same time, I was thinking about Joseph when I was researching this had been, you know, propelled, you know, forward towards Egypt to save his family from famine. I mean, his brothers and his father, you know, they were mad because of the dreams he had and how his, he had his, like, uh, like his, he was bound, like his, his brother's going to bow before him. And because of the jealousy and the animosity and all of these different things and how his father treated him and not the brothers, it just, it exploded and how he was taken into slavery and, and, and being in Egypt and how he was going through with being able to be a slave and, you know, going to the prisons and having to be, you know, set up there and falsely accused and saying that he was sleeping with someone's wife and he didn't do that. I mean, it was just a lot. And for him to sit there and be on the throne to help his family in need. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, but that's God. That's God's blessings. And even though he went through it all, he's God still shined on him. God still blessed him. God still gave him peace. God still gave him favor. And I mean, unmerited favor. I mean, this was just stuff that you can't even make up. You, you really can't sit there and say, that his life wasn't blessed. And then I was thinking about how, you know, sometimes we as people, we can sit there and do all these different things. And God still sits there and gives us time and he gives us mercy and he gives us grace. And we take it for granted. I mean, the blessings, I mean, sit back. I mean, honestly, write down at least 10 things that God has given you. And you go through those 10 things and you, you, you analyze those 10 things and you thank God for those God's blessings over your life. Thank God that he spared you. I mean, even out of the things that, you know, I used to be able to be in, I'm going to give you some, some, some examples. I was with someone in a car that was going to be my mom's husband. And this person was fully drunk and liberated and had the car. It was, you know, me and a couple of my cousins and my, my mom and him in the car. And do you understand that we were about to cross over into a railroad track and the car automatically just stopped on the railroad track? And he was trying to crank it and laughing and all this other stuff. And you can hear in the distance, the train coming. And in my heart of hearts, you know, I was like, we need to get out this car. We need, you know, um, we need to hurry up. And as a child, you know, you are there teaching you, you know, seen but not heard. Amen. And I was so, you know, scared for my life. And I, I closed my eyes and said, God, you got to get us out of this. And as soon as I said that, do you know that the car cranked up? And we were able to move forward before the uh, the barriers went down. 
And I went and I saw it in the back of my head. Like I looked back and I'm like, the barriers came down and the train whizzed by. And I said, it's nothing but him. Do you understand that so many times God has spared my life and has taken me places where no one else has been able to even sit at? Not not even not even being able to just sit there and dwell. So to me, I mean, all of the blessings that God has given me, I cannot thank him enough. I cannot sincerely just sit here all the day long and just give you examples and scenarios of how my life could have been gone, snuffed out without him in my life, without him, you know, even sitting there. And even when I left, and I went out and I did what I wanted to do. He still covered me. He still, thank, thank God, he still covered me. He still was able to take me out of certain situations, such as, you know, having, you know, I used to go to clubs and and I used to go and drink. I didn't, I didn't drink as far as going, just, I went to just dance. And then at the same exact time, I would only drink water. And, you know, people would go in and somebody, I went to the restroom and the bartender saw that someone put something in my drink and he came and he, she ran to me before I could drink anything else. And he poured it out and I saw the liquid change. And I said, you know, what's going on? And he got the person, you know, he pretty much, you know, make sure that I did not get drugged that night. And do you understand? It could have been a whole lot worse than what I've been going through. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't feel me. God places you in places, but also at the same time, he removes you from places in order for you to be safe. I don't know who this is for. I don't know why. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, but I think from now on, a lot of people need to realize that God places you in places, but also he removes you out of those situations in order for you to be safe and also for him to get the glory and also to be able to touch your life so that when you tell your testimony that, because I haven't been saved all my life, um, that when you talk to someone, you can be relatable. You can also hear and understand that, you know, everybody has a, a special relationship with God and you don't have to always be, you know, so down and out. But you, do you understand that sometimes you see the testimonies of so many different people that are down and out that have been drugs and, you know, sex trafficking and all these different places, but they come in with a sincere heart. And then at the same exact time, you have the ones that been in church, grew up in church and didn't have a relationship with God until they got a little bit older because they didn't get taught how the relationship with God starts. And, and see, that's the thing is that you need to tell your children about the relationship of God. And it's not like you just go to church and then you, you go and you do whatever throughout the week. No, it's about you sitting there and taking time out of your day and just saying thank you to God. Just sitting there and giving him reverence and, and prayer and, and also fasting and, and talking to him and letting him know what's going on. And he talking to you and telling you what's going on and how you can be able to combat some things in your life. Talking to him about even before you get married, how you, you know, how, how God is, you know, being able to just prove daily of how you are finances. I mean, health wise, I mean, 
just so many different things that you can tell God about. And I, I, I believe, and I don't know about nobody else, that every time that we pray and we, we talk to God and we call on God, he is more than present. He is more than enough to sit there and talk to you. And that's a blessing within itself. So I don't know about anyone else, but please understand that the things that go on in this word, in the Bible, is reverent for today also. It is so reverent on how God has been blessing you. And like I said, I mean, car accidents, God's been able to, with my family, with me, with my children, uh, been able to save them. I mean, they, my husband was coming um, to get me at the airport one time. And it was him, my oldest, and my 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 two other younger children in the back, and my my husband and my oldest in the front. And he were telling me how a tractor trailer had hit them, and had spun the car around. And now I'm talking about this is a full interstate. This is a uh, highway one, you know. And so so this is a busy highway. Had the car to spin around and looking at the the tractor trailer person and they met like you know in front of each other and he immediately stopped and he looked at you know them make sure that he was good and everything else and God kept them I mean it could have been worse I could have been at the airport thinking they're on their way you know it's just things like that but God I mean but God let me say that one more time but God I can honestly say that God's blessings. And I mean, you can sit there and be mad, but the alternative is so much greater. I mean, it's been times where I've been in car accidents and I didn't have a scratch or maybe just a scratch or two. And it could have been worse because somebody hit me from the back and it could have did more damage. But because I was living for God and I was trusting God and I'm just at the stoplight waiting on the, the light to change. Do you understand it's like, but God, but God, pedal deals, pedal deals, but God, but God. And then at the same exact time, it's like, do you understand? I've been in so many, you know, different, you know, surgeries and all this other stuff. God could have sat there and took me, but God. And I've been in surgeries where I can just sit there and I was praying. I said, God, if this is a way you need for me to, to go and be with you you know, keep me at perfect peace. Keep me in my mind and my heart staying on you. And please forgive me of all of my sins and let my family know I love them and let my children know that I have been able to do what I needed to do. And I'm, I'm sorry, Lord, for everything. Do you understand? I was put to sleep way before the surgery. And do you understand? I woke up not even taking the medication yet. And I woke up just in time for when they were done. Nothing but God. I don't know about y'all. See, that's the thing is that you need to have that personal relationship with God that come what may, whether it's good or bad, like Job, we all need to have that. We all need to understand God's blessings can be a no. Simply put, no. Because he doesn't want you in situations that you don't need to be in. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And that is my motto for this year. I'm going to say it like I mean it. When God simply tells you no or he places you out of the situation, it's to 
for your benefit, for your good. Even if he tells you don't marry this person or don't be in a relationship with this friend or, or don't get into this financial, you know, um, financial situation. Don't, don't go here, go there. I mean, it's just, I don't know how you, how you sit there and you don't understand the, the vitality of how God sits there and says, no. And it's because he doesn't want you. And I had learned this now. I'm 47. I don't care how, how good you have it. I'm thankful and grateful that God blessed me with 47 years. I'm grateful and thankful that God said no, because if he didn't say no, he would have let me stay in what I was in. I could have been, you know, having all these different things happen to me out of, you know, out of my disobedience, but God saved me out of that. He, he took me from where I was to where I needed to be and continuously keeps me going. Let me say that one more time for people to back. Y'all don't understand the blessing that come upon us, that overtakes us, that gives us what we need, when we need it. And then at the same exact time, God doesn't stop there. He gives you help. He gives you wisdom. He gives you finances. He gives you everything that you need. No, you're not going to always be super rich, but he gives you what you need, not what you want. He gives you what you need in order for you to be able to keep going. Now, your wants and your needs, they have to line up to what God needs for you to do. Let me say that one more time for you. God's wants and needs come first, not yours. So we as a nation, especially United States, internationally, wherever you're from, take pride and hope in the blessings that God has been able to give you. I am so grateful and thankful for all the things that God has been able to bless my life with. And I mean, as far as just being able to know who God is uh, and also at the same exact time to give me life experiences that normally I would not have without him. And I'm telling you this, that God can take you from point A, wherever you start, to a point B and keep you motivated, keep you hungry for the word of God, keep you concerning his life and his way of thinking and being able to do what God says do no matter what. Amen. And I wanted to just the ways that God has been able to bless each individual. I mean, it's just a lot, but I wanted to say this, keep God in the forefront of everything you do. Whatever you are doing and whatever profession God has been able to bring you in, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, um, whether you are in the courtroom, hospital or home as a mother, as a father, you know, raising your children, know that that's a blessing also. And know that God has been able to work some things out in your life and certain things that you sit there and you say, and I've learned this also that be careful what you say because God hears you. And also at the same as that time, the things that I wanted to accomplish, like staying home with my children, I was able to do that. Staying home and knowing who they are and just being able to spend some time with them and play with them and give them time to be, you know, they're, you know, my children and them to, you know, them to be, you know, 
for me to be their mother. And I mean, I'm still working on that because a lot of the things that I went through as a child and as a young adult, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to speak about those things, but I'm grateful and thankful that God has brought me a mighty long way. Um, I'm thankful and grateful for just being able to have this podcast and being able to give God and his time and giving him what he is due for this platform. And like I said, it's the blessings, but, and then also at the same time, we suffered through God's vengeance because we were not obedient. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. And I know that a lot of people may not, you know, believe that, but the things that we sow, you're going to reap them. And also the same as that time, you know, people hold things over our heads when you're not there anymore. But don't let that stop you from becoming who God is in your life. Let me say that one more time. I don't know who I'm telling you this to, but it may be just for me. Don't let people hang stuff over your head because they're not doing what you they want you to do or um, you're not their ideal of what, you know, God said or what have you. That's not whatever their opinion of you. That's their business. It's what God is saying for you. Amen. And I'm going to say this like I mean it. Please understand God has a lot for you. Don't get down and out. Be encouraged on today. For the ones that know God and is doing what God says do, um, be encouraged. Know that God is with you and he is fighting for you. And he knows he, he has the He has you in the best interest. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. God has you as his best interest. So you need to be able to know with certainty that he is the one that is the reason why we're here. And to do what he says to and it says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, going down to the 12th verse, it says that if thou shalt confess with the, thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It says, verse 10, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. Verse 11, for the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall shall not be ashamed verse 12 for there is no difference between the jew and the greek for the same for the same lord over all is rich unto all that can that call upon him and verse 13 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved for the people that do not know who god is and you want to why won't you just give god a try there is nothing you tried everything else give him a try and you will be pleased with what you know by whom God is. And with the changes that are in your life, God makes, it's a whole lot more that we can be able to do. And also the same exact time when you accept them into your life, a lot of changes are going to come up. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid of those changes because that's going to build you and it's going to mold you and make you into whom you're supposed to be for God, not for anyone else, but for him. And also, the same as that time that God leads you and guide you to the ministry you're supposed to be with. And also, the same as that time, talk to him about it. You can shop around and see the different churches you need to go to and let God lead you and guide you to the one that you need to be at. And also pray about the person that is your overseer. I'm going to say that one more time. Pray for the people that are supposed to be over your souls because they, as well as you, are human. 
they make mistakes, but also at the same as that time, make sure that they're serving the right and true God. Amen. Now, I want to say this. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms such as uh, YouTube. Please know that if you love hearing what we have been able to establish on this podcast um please give us a five-star rating that will help us to reach more people and if you have any questions or comments you can reach me on facebook at it is written l-a-t-o-n-y-a-u-l-l-o-a once again it is l-a-t-o-n-y-a-u-l-l-o-a also i have a what i have a pretty much a Oh, for you also is Latanya at unapologeticprofit.org. Let me say that one more time. It's a Google one and it's Latanya, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A at U-N-A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-C-P-R-O-P-H-E-T dot O-R-G. If you would like to contact me also through there, Latanya at unapologeticprofit.org, that will be another outlet that you can be able to reach me at. Please leave any questions or comments or concerns that you have with us. Thank you so much for listening on today. I thank you so much for my first time subscribers. It has been a blessing. And for the ones that you just so happen to hear from me um, today, thank you. And for the ones that have been with me from day one and have started, you know, longevity with me, thank you. I really do appreciate your, your availability. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you giving this podcast a once over and knowing this is coming from God and knowing that we are trying to be able to do what God says do on this, on this podcast. And I thank you. And also, bye. Adios.